have lost the international air race. The strange Russian Ireland was declared winner after a breathless finish at Shanghai. Suspecting the Muscovite of treachery, the two pilots witnessed the weighing in of the bags of trucks. But everything was found to be in order, and amid the wild cheers of the masked spectators, the trophy was awarded to the man who boasted that his airplane could not be beaten. It is now the day following the finish of the race, and we find Jimmy and Steve seated in the office of National Airways, located on the Hangyao Airport at Shanghai. There's no doubt in my mind that the Russian had a trick up his sleeve. But what it was, and I haven't been able to figure it out. That's exactly what I want to do. If we can figure out what he did, it isn't too late to expose it. What you say is true enough. But how are you going to do it? There must be some reason for the strange performance of his ship. Why should it speed and take off very so much? I'm firmly convinced that if we can discover that, we'll find out how Ireland won the race. I think you're right. But how are you going to do it? You can't accuse him without a very good reason. We've got to move carefully. Today, Ireland is a hero of China. He's the winner of the International Air Race, and being fated and entertained by all the notables. The newspapers have given him columns of publicity, and the people think he is the greatest pilot in the world. I see what you mean. And if we brought any charges against him without good proof, it would seem like poor sportsmanship on our part. Certainly. Make us look like a couple of pilots that couldn't lose a race without yelping our heads off. My George, that's an angle I hadn't considered. Jim, this is a serious matter. You know, and I know, that our ship will outperform that working job. That with it, we can develop air transportation in the Far East much better than any other company. But government officials are going to base their opinions on the results of this race. Our company is going to lose out. We've got to do something. We know there's been some crooked work, and we've got to find out who's back of it. I'll tell you one significant fact that occurred to me. During the race, we've had three things happen which proved definitely that someone was trying to disable our ship and put it out of the race. Sure. First, our tire was punctured as pipe in. Right. Then in Yenampu, someone set fire to our gasoline supply. But the rottenest thing of all was the placing of that mysterious gas in our cabin before we left Canton. Oh, yes. Have you heard from the police yet on their investigation? Well, just before you came in, I had a conference with two police officials in Nanjing. What did they find out? That was an ingenious device. The top of that bronze box contained water, and the bottom some chemicals. There was a very tiny hole which permitted the water to drip down into the chemicals. This created a reaction which formed a gas. With invisible and odorous. Well, I'll be hanged. And the gas escaped through those small holes. Is that it? That's what happened. The gas got out to the holes in the bronze box and filled the air of our cabin. 
flash had closed all the windows and ventilators because he didn't want the slightest bit of drag to cut down on our speed. Well, can you beat that? One of the police officials said not enough gas was generated to kill us, but it was sufficient to make us unconscious. And then when you came through and opened the windows, what remained in the cabin was quickly dissipated with the fresh air. Oh, a clever trick. But they couldn't tell you how that bronze box got in our cabin. No, sir. That brings us back to what I was talking about a minute ago. I've noticed one startling similarity about all three attempts to put us out of the race. Yes? Well, what is it? In every instance, a native was seen around the ship just before the trouble stopped. Hey, that's right. At Piping, the figure we saw in the darkness was dressed like a native. And when our gas exploded, Smith fellow saw a native hanging around the drum. Correct. In the same time, Flash told us that a crowd of Chinese heathens tried to force their way into the cabin of our ship when the mob was out on the field. Uh, which may mean... Which that... may mean, Jim, that Su Chi had a hand in all three attempts. Su Chi, the crooked native? Oh, but he couldn't have done it. His arms paralyzed. They're absolutely useless to him. Yes, but he could have arranged to have had it done. That may be why the Russian carried Su Chi with him. Yes, it may be. I think you hit it. Su took it and we know it. And it would have been very easy for him to hire some native to work all these rotten tricks. I think that explains Su Chi's presence in the race. But the tough part of it is, kid, we can't do anything. We don't have one scrap of evidence against either Su Chi or the Russian. We think they did it, yes. We're firmly convinced that they were behind all this crooked work. But we can't prove anything. And until we can, well, we... We can't get the first base. Ah, oh, this is certainly a fine how-do-you-do. It just looks like those fellows were a little bit too clever for us. Listen, why can't we go to Butler and explain everything? He knows these things have happened, and we... No, no. There's no use talking to Butler or anyone until we get some proof. What could Butler do? He knows our tire was punctured. He knows our gas was burned up. And we told him all about what happened on that flight from Canton to Nanjing. You're right. We've got to get some proof or we're sunk. If we went before the race committee with a long-winded explanation of why we thought the race was crooked, they'd simply think it was an alibi and they'd laugh at us. Now, if we could only get some clue. Oh, we just can't give up without it. Wait a minute. Let's see who this is and be careful what you say about the race. Okay. Come in. Oh, hello, Flash. How are you feeling today? Uh, hi, fellas. Hello, Flash. Well, I ain't feeling any too good. I thought sure we were going to win that race. Believe me, I, I never worked harder for anything in my, in my life. You're right, Flash. You work like a soldier. And it's not your fault that we didn't win. Well, it sure ain't your, your fellas' fault. You guys did everything but get out behind and push that golden dragon. Well, we can't win all the time. We've won races. Now let's lose one. Well. And take it standing up. Well, I've got something else for you to worry about today. I, I guess our something's going to be soon. What? Food? How come, Flash? Right. Our child just, just landed a few minutes ago. He uh, come in from Nanking, and he had to beat it right out into town to see somebody. But uh, before he left, he gave me the door. He says she figured you guys were busy, and she'll be back here later and tell you all about it. Well, what's the matter now? Uh, a Chinese was about bumped off somewhere south of Nanking, right near a little town called Haiping, and his family called us through the company. Hey, what in the world are you talking about, anyway? Oh, well, I, I'm just telling you what Art Dow told me. Well, we're sorry to hear that a lady was killed, but what does that have to do with National Airways? Uh, Art Dow thinks it's, it's got plenty to do with, with National Airways. Uh, that guy was knocked off. He got hit with something that fell from one of our ships. Hit with something? What do you mean? Well, now, here's the whole story. Uh, this guy, some farmer, was out working in the rice field, and ours. Ship happened to fly right over his field. 
Uh, they go over there every day because it's uh, right on the course between Nanking and Canton. Yes, and then what? Uh, yesterday, this guy's working out in the field when our ship flies over. His wife and some relatives are sitting around outside watching the ship as it goes by. Sure. Then what happens? They see an object drop from the ship, and, and it caught this guy right, right on the noodle, noodle, killing him better than a, a mackerel. Well, I'll be hanged. So the family's going to sue National Airways. They come into Nanking to uh, explain what happened to our field manager. And our child happened to be there. Oh, they can't be right. Our ships don't fly around the country dropping heavy objects. In fact, we have a company rule. It prohibits anyone from throwing anything out of the windows. Uh, I know that, but I'm just telling you what happened. Wait a minute, Flash. When did you say this happened? Uh, yesterday, about noon. Yesterday, huh? Well, then it wasn't a National Airways ship, because we didn't have one of our ships running between Nanking and Canton yesterday. That schedule is still on a two-a-week basis. That's right, Jim. The only run from the south we had yesterday was trip number six, between Canton and Shanghai. Sure. And that ship wouldn't have been within 150 miles of Taiping. Say, fellas, I'll tell you what that was. One of our racing ships. All three went over Taiping yesterday on the way into Nanking. Why, certainly. And I'll wager my last dollar that no heavy object was thrown from our ship. Well, what was it? Did our child say? Uh, just, just a heavy piece of metal. I, I got it here with me. He, he wants you fellas to examine it. He says that it, it don't look like anything that came off one of our jobs. Uh, let me see it, will you, Flash? Uh, I've got it right here. Here, here it is. And it, it's plenty heavy, too. Say, that is heavy. Oh, boy. Gee, no wonder it killed a poor fellow. You drop this from six or eight thousand feet and it would go through a concrete roof. Take a look at that. What in the world is this, anyway? Now, that, uh, that, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, you can tell from those uh, ragged edges that it, it's part of something bigger. It uh, either broke off and, and fell from the ship or, or it busted when it hit the ground. Yeah. Well, what do you make of it, Steve? Hmm, that's funny. I just wonder... Say, fella, you know what this is. Well, well, I just... What? It's part of an oxygen tank. An oxygen tank? By God, golly, it, it, it could be at that. Why, sure it is. You know, those heavy metal tanks that carry oxygen? Oh, I've used them a number of times on altitude flights. Yes, and so have you, Jim, lots of times. They're about 18 inches high and 6 inches in diameter. Say, by George, you're right, Steve. Look here. See how it curves? It's broken off right near the top where it forms the neck of the tank. What do you think about it, Flash? You, you guessed it, Steve. Uh, you know, now that I think of it, uh, that piece of metal sure is part of a busted oxygen tank. That, that's just the kind of cast iron they, they use for them things. And... Hey, hello, look at here. What? Right here, see? Yeah. Uh, see that little defect? Ah, uh, George, that's right. Uh, that's why it, it cracked open when it's there. Great Scott, fellas, I've got it. If an oxygen tank was dropped from an airplane yesterday, that may be the clue we want. How do you mean? Come on, fellas. We're going down to Taiping and make a little investigation. We may learn how Iron won that race. What special significance has Speed placed on this discovery? Will it furnish a clue which the boys so badly need to help them in solving the mystery of the Russian trickery? Join us in the next fair adventure.
has come to you through the facilities of the world broadcasting system. <laughs>